Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Paleo Valley. They are one of my favorite companies because their products are super pure, full of incredible ingredients. And I want to tell you about their meat sticks. They have 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised turkey meat sticks that my family and I love. My kids love these because they have tons of flavor. They're completely free of carbs and sugar, and they have probiotics in them as well. So they're great for your gut, great for supporting your appetite, your satiety levels. They help you uh, feel satiated, and they help you burn fat for fuel. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and preservative-free. So they are the top of the line. They've got some great flavors that you will absolutely love. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. I mean, my kids love these, my family loves these, and I know you will as well. So try them out, Paleo Valley, and I know you're going to love them. So this podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on the best strategies to take if you no longer have a gallbladder. I've heard from so many of you guys that have had your gallbladder taken out and you're wondering if you can do a ketogenic diet or if you can eat a lot of fat because we know the gallbladder uh, doesn't produce, the liver produces bile, but the gallbladder is a storage point for bile. And it's very, very important to have enough bile to be able to emulsify fats. So in this podcast, I'm going to show you exactly what to do if you don't have a gallbladder, how to set up your meals. I'm going to talk about supplements that can be helpful. I'm going to talk about the root cause factors behind why somebody would have issues with their gallbladder, whether whether they have um, inflammation in their gallbladder or gallstones that would lead them to having their gallbladder taken out. So you're going to learn all of that in this podcast 
Also, if you still have your gallbladder and you want to keep it, this podcast will be especially relevant to you as well because I'm going to go over the best things you can do to take care of your gallbladder, to help improve your bile flow, to help improve your liver health. The gallbladder is basically like an appendix or a an extension of the liver. So if you don't have a good, if you don't have a gallbladder or if your gallbladder is not healthy, it's because your liver is not healthy. So very critical information that really all of us should be applying. So you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this podcast. And if you wouldn't just mind taking a moment and leaving us a review, your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, please do that. That way you get notified whenever we put up a new video, which is Tuesday and Thursday mornings. So go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and let's go into the show. Hey, everybody. Today, I'm talking about what to do if you don't have a gallbladder, strategies to improve your digestive health after surgery. Now, this information is going to be extremely helpful for somebody that has had their gallbladder removed. However, if you have not had your gallbladder removed, much of this same advice still applies. This is really designed to help you improve your digestive health, improve your bile flow, your ability to digest fat for fuel, and use it for fuel, and overall just optimize your overall health. And so we know that 600,000 gallbladder surgeries are done every single year in the United States, 600,000. And there's kind of the three F rule. Typically, the people that are getting it are females over 40 that are overweight. So female fat over 40 is the FFF rule. And so typically, they're overweight and um, they're over 40 and they have high estrogen. High estrogen makes the bile really thick and sludgy and it can develop stones. So bile is basically water, salt, cholesterol, lecithin, which is kind of like um, an emulsifier in there, and bilirubin. And so bilirubin comes from our blood. It's what gives it its color. So bile normally flows, the liver produces 27 to 34 ounces of bile daily. And then the gallbladder stores one to 2.7 ounces at any one time. So even if you've had your gallbladder removed, you're still producing bile, but it's kind of a drip that it's a consistent drip that's happening and you don't have the extra storage for when the big meal comes in, the big fatty meal uh, that you can just pump out this bile. And bile is an emulsifier. So bile helps to kind of like soap on grease, helps to grab up fatty acids and um, so that way we can digest them. It's also antimicrobial in the sense that it helps to sterilize things going on in the small intestine and keep the bacteria, bacterial levels down. Now, the things that are going to cause more inflammation and scarring of the bile ducts are going to be poor diet and lifestyle, gut infections, hypothyroidism, and chronic inflammation. So these are the things that we've really got to address. And of course, gallstones, which will form as well in biliary stasis. And so really the main functions of bile, it's, it helps us excrete waste products. So it's a key part of detoxifying. In fact, when our body, our body actually produces LDL cholesterol, which helps grab hold of pathogens, bacteria and different microbes, different toxins, brings it into the bile. And now that cholesterol is released in the bile and gets into the feces. It's what gives the, our feces the characteristic brown color. It's also very important for breaking down fats from our diet. 
so we can actually digest them as well as fat soluble nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K. It kills off bad microbes. In our small intestine, there are a lot of, uh, well, acid forming microbes don't like bile because bile is very alkaline. So we have stomach acid that then triggers bile to be produced and bile release from the liver and the gallbladder. And the bile helps to alkalize the bolus, the, the kind of the food, the digested food with the stomach acid. So it sterilizes it, alkalizes it, and it kills off the bad or the, the acidic bacteria that we don't want to overgrow in our small intestine. Without good bile flow, we're much greater risk of developing small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, dysbiosis in our gut, and a lot of digestive issues. It also actually plays a big role in blood sugar metabolism. There are certain receptors that bile stimulates that have to do with insulin sensitivity and uh, pancreatic uh, hormone release, glucagon and... Um, Glucagon, which elevates blood sugar, and insulin, which helps lower blood sugar. So it helps balance that. Now, here are signs to look for if you have gallstones. So dull or sharp pain on the right side and upper middle abdomen is a common one. So kind of your right upper abdominal region, and also referral pain right underneath your right shoulder blade, or right at the top or right underneath, kind of right in that uh, inner area of your shoulder blade on the right side. That could be an issue with your gallbladder, gallstones. Different digestive border disorders, particularly like fat, greasy stools. Um, that can be an issue, gas, nausea, vomiting, pain, a lot of pain, especially when you're breathing, and symptoms that come on either after a meal or at night. These are things you wanna look out for. Those are signs that you may have gallstones. Now, there are different types of gallstones. You have mixed stones, which are usually brown in color. They contain cholesterol, bilirubin, and calcium, and they're formed due to slow bile flow. So they're really common. You have cholesterol stones, which are caused by an imbalance between bile and um, basically bile salts and the cholesterol. So you have too much cholesterol. They're yellow, green in color, and they're the most common. So they're 80 plus percent of gallstones are cholesterol stones. So you have too much cholesterol. And that's why basically when you have high estrogen as a woman, if you have estrogen to progesterone imbalance, then you are going to have too much cholesterol, not enough bile salts in the bile. So it's going to end up creating a stasis or a poor, really sluggish flow. It's going to be really thick and have a sluggish flow. And that's going to affect it. And then you also have pigment stones, which um, typically are different colored and usually very dark. Okay, so yellow green, cholesterol stones are usually yellow green, mixed stones are brown. Pigment stones can have black and brown and different colors like that, dark brown or black, usually related to sickle cell anemia, hemolytic anemia, Crohn's disease. Those are common issues there. Now, there's actually a fishborne liver fluke as well that is a parasite uh, that is also associated with these bile stones, right? These gallstones. So oftentimes gallstones are related to parasites, okay? Like liver flukes that will develop in the bile ducts and can cause more inflammation in there. So these are things we've got to look out for. When they do the surgery, they are going to snip right at the common bile duct Okay, and take out, take that out. So you're still, again, releasing bile. Uh, bile is going to still be released um, through the common bile duct, 
But the actual actually the surgery is at the cystic duct, which is kind of a branch off the bile duct that goes into the gallbladder. So you're still releasing bile into the small intestine. So you still have bile. It's just a matter of having extra bile for a, a fattier meal. And this is why if you have no gallbladder, it's better to eat smaller meals for most people. I've, I've seen that some individuals can do fine uh, eating larger meals, but for the most part, it's better to do smaller meals. That way, um, you don't need quite as much bile to be able to break those down. And typically, the gallstones are being jammed up in that cystic duct. That's where the surgery takes place, cutting that cystic duct, keeping the common bile duct, which goes from the liver into the small intestine, still working and still doing its job. Now, top foods and food ingredients that promote inflammation in the body, gluten, sugar, all your refined carbohydrates, conventionally raised meat and dairy, farm-raised seafood, so you want grass-fed, organic, right? This is what you're looking for. Trans fats and highly processed vegetable and seed oils, canola oil, um, peanut oil, corn oil, uh, grapeseed oil, uh, cottonseed oil. These things are all highly processed and they really cause a lot of inflammation in the body and will definitely lead you to having gallstones, okay? They're, they're definitely problematic factors. Food additives and preservatives, artificial sweeteners, these things are all problematic. Now, a lot of times people that have issues with gallbladder also really struggle with pork as well as onions, believe it or not. Some people struggle with onions and some struggle with eggs. So those are always things I, I consider in seeing how the individual is responding to those particular foods. I think onions and eggs are really healthy foods. However, for some individuals that have sluggish bile flow, they really struggle to digest those. So they can be factors. Now, warning signs, you may have a bacterial yeast or parasitic overgrowth. Because again, liver flukes and other parasites, as well as things like H. pylori overgrowth in the stomach, can lead to poor bile flow and can lead to uh, gallstones and the removal of your gallbladder. So these are things to look out for. Things like iron deficiency anemia. If you're grinding your teeth a lot, you have skin problems, abdominal pain, just chronic pain anywhere in your body, poor memory, headaches, depression. So a lot of neurological type symptoms, anxiety, Changes in your appetite, right? You're either really hungry or you're really not hungry. You're actually feeling bloated. You have a poor appetite. And trouble with your energy, fatigue and weakness, constipation, diarrhea, these are all major factors. So these are things to be looking out for and they may indicate that you have some sort of a parasite, yeast or bacterial overgrowth in your system. Now, hypothyroidism. <clears throat> this is probably the number one factor in developing gallstones is poor thyroid function. Couple symptoms that are associated with that, loss of the outer third of your eyebrows. If you're noticing the outer third of your eyebrows is thinning, that is a very clear sign of a thyroid issue. Also on top of that, a lot of neurological issues, depression, poor memory, um, brain fog. You also might notice a lot of fatigue, cold hands and feet, really common with thyroid disorders, dry skin and hair, High cholesterol, if you're seeing that you have high cholesterol, a lot of these symptoms, weight loss resistance, you can't lose weight very well, you're constipated. These could all be signs of hypothyroidism, which could be compounding and making that uh, hypothyroidism is not gonna allow the bile to contract very well. The bile to flow, it's gonna make the bile very, very sluggish. So we gotta get good thyroid activity. 
and then just chronic inflammation in our body. And one way we know we have inflammation is if just different systems of our body are not functioning well. Like we may notice that we have a lot of pain in our joints. We may notice that we have high blood pressure. It's a sign of inflammation, gut pain, um, eczema or acne or something along those lines, all signs of inflammation in the system. So best strategies for somebody that does not have a gallbladder or somebody that maybe has gallstones or has, is not um, utilizing, is not, is not metabolizing bile and, and breaking down fat very effectively. Number one, follow an anti-inflammatory diet. Use bile healthy herbs, eat smaller meals, optimize your stomach acid levels, use ox bile, which you can use as a supplement, detoxify your liver and bile ducts, and use Tudka to open bile ducts. So I'm gonna go through all of these. So the best anti-inflammatory foods that I really like, grass-fed, organic, pasture-raised animal products, lemons, limes, and berries. Drinking some warm lemon or lime water in the morning can be really, really therapeutic for thinning out the bile and helping it flow more effectively. You can also do apple cider vinegar in water, which really helps thin out the bile and makes it be able to flow more effectively. Avocados and avocado oil, very good for bile flow. Uh, green tea can be really helpful. Also ginger tea, or even just chewing on some ginger root can be really helpful. Using organic extra virgin olive oil and olives can be really helpful. Fermented vegetables. So doing things like sauerkraut and kimchi and pickles. The fermentation there, that, that, uh, that vinegary type of acidity is really good for stimulating bioflow because bile is gonna respond to acid. So when the stomach acid gets good and strong, that's gonna stimulate a really good release of the bile. It's gonna help clear out any sort of bile stones uh, if they're in the early stages and they're not too big. So getting those acids, the fermented vegetables, the apple cider vinegar, the lemons and limes can be really helpful there. Um, other good things, basil, oregano, thyme, rosemary, a lot of these types of herbs, milk thistle, turmeric, um, garlic, chives. And for some people, onions work really well, actually, for helping support good bioflow. For other people, they don't. So it's, that's one of those things that I was talking about. Um, so those are the things that we want to be sticking with and consuming and using. Bone broth, uh, vegetable broth also can be really helpful. Coconut fats. So you got to see where you're at. For some people that maybe lost their gallbladder or have um, really sluggish bioflow, Coconut fat can be really tough. I've seen that where some individuals just don't do well with a lot of fat, and especially coconut fat. Those sorts of concentrated, um, saturated fats cause more symptoms. However, other people do really, really well with them. So you got to see where you're at. Everybody's a little bit unique and different. Now, the foods that I've seen that really people do really, really well with, and these really help clear out and thin the bile, clear out those bile ducts, apple cider vinegar, artichokes, lemon and lime, parsley, cucumbers, celery, mint, cilantro, radishes. I eat radishes almost every day. Just about every day, I eat radishes or cucumbers. And I'll put cucumbers with like some lemon juice or some apple cider vinegar and some herbs like basil, oregano, thyme, uh, cilantro, things like that, or parsley. And I'll consume that. And that's just really good for thinning out the bile and helping support good digestive health. Milk thistle, which is a great supplement. Same thing with dandelion. You can also use dandelion greens. Great for thinning the bile. Turmeric, ginger, sauerkraut, and green tea. So some of them I mentioned uh, earlier 
But getting these kinds of foods, doing celery or cucumbers or artichokes or radishes on a daily basis, doing one of those, and you can rotate them, but doing that on a regular basis can really, really be supportive for healthy, um, good bile flow. Now, a couple supplements that can be helpful. We have one here, microbe formulas, kidney and liver support. This is fantastic. It has milk thistle, parsley in there. It has ginger in there. A bunch of these um, bile flow supportive herbs. And these herbs also help to regenerate liver cells, damaged liver cells. They also help to regenerate the gallbladder and, and support good kidney health as well. So really good stuff to use. Um, also, we have a supplement called Bioflow Support, which is bile salts like choline and taurine in there. Um, and these bio, and it also has herbs, dandelion, as well as um, a couple of other herbs that are really good for bioflow, for helping support bioflow. But the salts combine with the cholesterol. Most people, again, have cholesterol stones where the, they have too much cholesterol compared to the salt. So you've got to have this combination of salt. The, the amino acid salts along with the cholesterol. And the salts are typically choline and taurine. And those salts combine with the cholesterol and they now become to where they're able to flow. So they're able to flow more freely. They become more liquidy rather than kind of gel-like. And so when it's cholesterol, it's more gel-like. So it becomes really stagnant and doesn't flow well. So the bile salt supplement is our bile flow support. I see this help a lot of people. And in fact, if I see somebody with high cholesterol, before I you know, freak out, I always check thyroid. I check out insulin resistance. And then I also check bile flow. So typically, if I'm able to address thyroid health, support good, healthy insulin sensitivity, and then support good bile flow, we're able to get the cholesterol levels in the optimal range. So really good stuff here with the bioflow support. And then we've got to really support good stomach acid levels. So stomach acid, again, the more acidic our stomach is, the better release of bile we're going to get. So um, again, a lot of these things cross over. Lemon, apple cider vinegar really help support good, good acidity. Eat your protein foods at the beginning of your meal. Take some deep breaths. You know, in my house, we pray before, before we eat. That state of gratitude helps activate the vagus nerve, which stimulates stomach acid production. And that's going to set you up for a good bile release. Fermented drinks like coconut water kefir or apple cider vinegar can be really helpful. You want to drink very little with your meals. Big mistake a lot of people make is they drink a lot of water with your meal, but that water will, will, uh, will cause you not to be able to produce deep enough acid. In order to break down protein, you need your stomach acid pH to be roughly 1.5 to 2.2 pH. At rest, you're around 3 to 3.5. And it takes a lot of energy to produce enough acid to get it into that 1.5 to 2.2 range. This is why you need to be relaxed. You need really good vagus nerve stimulation in order to do that. You also don't want to be putting in water with a pH of 7 that's going to neutralize your, your stomach acid in when you need that acid to be really, really strong. So that's a, that is a big issue that I see a lot of people make. Having some fermented veggies, you know, in uh, like Japanese culture, they have, they have um, some, some pickled ginger before they eat their sushi, for example. So doing some sauerkraut or kimchi or pickled ginger or pickles can be really helpful. Doing some of that right in the beginning of your meal helps stimulate more of that stomach acid. That bitter helps stimulate your stomach acid, helps stimulate your vagus nerve. And it will also help stimulate 
your bile flow as well. Now, if you don't have a gallbladder, then a great supplement to take would be the Super Digest HCL supplement that we have. The reason why is that this is a comprehensive digestive enzyme blend, but it also has stomach acid to get that acid really low, and it has ox bile. So you're actually providing supplemental bile here, which is going to help support proper protein, fat, and carbohydrate digestion. So it has carbohydrate digesting enzymes in there, as well as protein and fat digesting enzymes, lipase and protease. It's got the stomach acid and the bile. So this is a combo supplement. Super Digest HCL really, really supports optimal digestion. And then we want to really open up those bile ducts. So we want the bile duct and the liver to really function well. A lot of people have um, sluggish bile flow, but also they have a lot of congestion in their bile ducts. They have a lot of inflammation in there and a lot of congestion. So we, use, we talked about the bile flow support, which is really good for this. Also doing something like a castor oil pack, actually just putting castor oil. And I use a, a, from a company, um, the Queen of Thrones. She has a great one. But basically you put it on this, um, this flannel and she actually has a whole pack that she sells so you can get it all in one. So you have this flannel, you put the castor oil on the flannel, then you tie it up and you would put position this to where it's right over your liver gallbladder area. And that castor oil is going to, it's like an astringent where it helps draw out um, congested bile sluggish bile. It helps reduce inflammation in the bile ducts. It helps dilate the bile ducts so you can really get good bile flow. So this is a really great hack that can help with bile flow. And then the best supplement here is Tudka Plus. Tudka Plus really helps dilate and open up the bile ducts. One study actually showed that it increased bile flow by 25% taking Tudka. So it can really, really help do this. It also helps heal the liver bile duct. So if that's really damaged and inflamed, you need to heal and repair it. So that's very helpful for it. It's also very antiviral. It helps support liver cell regeneration and helps strengthen the mitochondria within your liver so they're able to be more functional. So really good stuff there. And then, you know, one other thing that can really help grab up toxic bile is activated charcoal. Activated charcoal acts like a glove, goes into the, into the gut, and this is where if we have a lot of toxic bile, rather than it recirculating, we want to grab it and pull it out. And charcoal will do that. Charcoal has a great binding, uh, binding efficiency for bile. will help grab it, pull it, get it out of the system. So a great way to help detoxify and get toxins out. Because that's why our body dumps toxins into the bile. But if we're not getting a good bile flow, and if we're not getting the bile out of the digestive system, out through the feces, then it's going to recirculate and we're going to have more toxic bile and we're going to have more toxins circulating throughout our system. So activated charcoal, taking a little bit of this every day can be really helpful. I recommend something like two to two to four caps a day can be really helpful for, for strengthening your ability to detoxify. And studies have shown that detoxification, like taking charcoal on a daily basis actually increases your longevity. And that's because detoxification is more important than nutrients. It's more important to get toxic bile out and other environmental toxins that are oftentimes found in bile out of your system than it is to put in nutrient-rich food, even though that's important too. So taking something like charcoal, doing things to help optimize that bile flow and open up those bile ducts, so, so important when it comes to your overall health. So hopefully you guys got a lot out of this presentation. You know, be sure to subscribe 
to my channel. That way you get all of my notifications whenever I put up a new video and leave a review as well. Your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives. Be blessed, everybody. We'll see you soon. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.